0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dear Red podcast or welcome to the Dear Red podcast. If you are new around here, this is originally an advice podcast, but on Wednesdays, we recap The Bachelorette. And last week I did two in one, which was actually really exhausting and very long. So we're back to just recapping one episode. It was episode five. I feel like the men were chopped in half. I feel like it's getting really real. But if you haven't checked out the advice episodes you should definitely do so that is kind of the heart and soul of this podcast and there's quite a few episodes so definitely go check those out those come out on fridays and if you ever have questions you want to send in for the advice episodes you can send them to dearredpodcast at gmail.com you can also follow along on the instagram at dearredpodcast and you can DM them to me, answer them when I put up the question box. And also the Instagram is just a lot of fun to follow because I do a lot of bachelor polls over there. And it's I think it's so much fun to see what you guys think of everything that's happening. I'm just here talking to myself. So that's kind of where I get to interact with you guys. And I think you guys have a lot of fun too seeing how everyone else views everything. Because we always think like, oh. No one, no one, no one can think Hunter's a villain, but then all of you guys think Hunter's a villain, so it's a lot of fun to go follow over there. So to make sure you you do so, also make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. You can listen on Spotify, on Apple, on any major uh, podcast platforms where you listen to any of your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts. There's so many, but make sure you're subscribed so you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. I tried to post on Instagram when it happens, but you know, your girl's busy. She's got a lot going on. The world is opening back up, which is amazing. And work is crazy right now. So I try to keep up with um, sharing when a new episode is live. But if you just subscribe, then you'll know right away, which is great. And also like and review the podcast. And if you're getting any sort of enjoyment out of it, if you listen to the advice episodes and you've written in and you feel like my perspective was um, beneficial to you in your situation, then share it with a friend. I would love that that would mean so much So just a disclaimer before not a disclaimer just a a statement <laughs> about the dear red podcast. um this is a loving environment. It is a positive environment. sure we are you know, talking about people and making judgments about people who put themselves out there on national TV, but these are just judgments based off of highly edited clips, and so we just want to keep that in mind. They're human. Sure, they're putting themselves out there for our entertainment, but we just don't want to get nasty over here with our comments. So, and also, this is a spoiler-free zone, so do not tell me. I have made it so far without finding out a spoiler, and let me tell you, The spoilers are everywhere this season. I feel like all day, every day, seven days a week, I am dodging spoilers. And I've managed to do so. So don't be bringing them to me. Keep them far, far away from me. I want to be surprised and I want to be giving recaps without knowing what happens in the end. Okay? Okay. So that being said, let's just get right into recapping this episode. It was an interesting one. It started out a little weird with the whoa, whoa. And and this conversation just cracked me up to, like, watch Tasha and Caitlyn's reactions to this because it was just funny because I don't think that they were expecting this. I don't think that this was even necessarily a producer idea. I feel like Katie came to the producer and thought that this would be really funny. And it was funny. So, basically, Katie wanted to challenge the men to not um, pleasure themselves at all and i guess she said she had heard some things which is this is abc so they're n- we're not going to find out what she heard but i'm so curious like what 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 did what did she hear but i feel like there's a lot of conversations that happened between Katie and the men that we have absolutely no idea about and i'm so curious what they would, what they are cuz it's led to this it's led to her challenging them not to masturbate basically <laughs> And so they send Caitlyn in to tell the men and it was so funny because the men were just having like a serious conversation about one-on-ones and their feelings for Katie and then Caitlyn busts in laughing <laughs> and she was just like, she's probably like, I can't believe I have to do this, but she, she did a great job. She was funny and it wasn't, it wasn't super awkward, but she tells them about Operation Woe. and it was Whoa, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Operation Whoa. W-O-W-O, um, and she was like, is there someone in here who maybe takes too long of showers or who, you know, this could be a problem for? And everyone pointed to Blake, which was just so funny. I feel like we knew that after Tasha's season. Um, Mike was funny. He was like, you guys are all screwed. I've been doing, I've been practicing this my whole life. <laughs> but it, what's weird, what's really weird about this is that they have to police each other, which I, I don't, I mean... There's no, I don't know how else they would do it. It's kind of just like scouts honor. Like you, we just take your word for it, I guess. So that's how we start off the episode, which was just so random and so weird, but it was still fun and they're not going places. Nothing's happening. So we got to get it a little weird up in here. We got it. We got to get things. Weird. Speaking of weird, did you guys see that Connor B has a tattoo of a chicken on his arm? Did you guys see that? like a chicken, like a chicken on his bicep. He was wearing a tank top, not a button down shirt all the way, different outfit for him. And there was a chicken on his arm, like a cartoon chicken. I would love to know the story behind that tattoo. I just have to think it's like a drunk tattoo, but I'm curious if anyone else picked up on that. So then we see Hunter and Greg talking, which we haven't really seen that combo together much, I don't think. Um, but Hunter was kind of telling Greg that he was wondering if he was going to get another one-on-one because that's what happens with the guy who gets the first one-on-one. And Greg was like, oh, I didn't know that. And Hunter was like, it doesn't happen often. I will say that. So clearly, he's. this is where we start to see that he's a fan of the show, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think um, a lot of people who come on the show are fans of the show and they just happen to get caught talking about it. I'm sure these are conversations that happen anyways but then Hunter starts talking about like her top four and how he wouldn't be surprised if she already had her top four picked and I feel like we just never like hear these conversations I'm sh- like I said I'm sure they happen but we just never hear them which was was kind of weird but I think they had to show us this to kind of set up the drama later in the episode uh, but they were like yeah he was like yeah you me and Connor on the top four for sure <laughs> but then we have the one-on-one date with Justin. Finally, I was so excited to learn more about Justin because we all, we all we really see about him is his facial expressions, which I love and appreciate so much. But those facial expressions tell me there's a big personality there, and I want to see more of it. So I was excited for the one-on-one. She said it's like really obvious that they have fun together, but she wants to see if there's, you know, something more there than just that. And of course, Franco's there. He was in last episode. He's our photographer, fashionista guy who's in all these episodes and there's always one of these episodes in every single season where they do some sort of photo shoot and wedding dresses it's 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 kind of a weird one usually it's like a group date and I know we've I think I think Tasha and Zach had to do this actually and it's just so awkward like I can't imagine and not only so this wasn't like a photo shoot usually it's a photo shoot and you can like have fun with a photo shoot but this, this was more. They had to basically write vows for each other. He said, like, he's never been even close to an engagement because he has, like, a lot of boxes, basically, and he's just never settled. And he said that Katie checks a lot of those boxes. In fact, she's added box- boxes. And I like that he said that. But yeah, Katie even says she's never even really looked at rings with someone. So these are two people who have not even come close to this step. And now they're having to do it. Um, And they really didn't get that much time to prepare. And there was a little bit of pressure there. But Katie gets that wedding dress on. And it's... I don't get why they do this. He gets his suit on. And he looks so handsome in that suit. That was a great suit for him. And he looked happy when he saw her. But then they start exchanging their vows. And it... I don't know if you guys picked up on this. But I don't know why they were saying like, I love you, like, as if they were the real vows, like, they were making them up in a way. I thought it was going to be more like, let me tell you how I feel about you and why you are someone I would potentially want to marry, not necessarily, we are, we are in love and we are getting married because they, it literally just sounded like vows that you would hear at every single wedding, specifically his, I feel like it was, it wasn't, like, specific or special to her or their relationship. It was just, like, vows that you've heard at every wedding. So that was kind of disappointing. Maybe there was stuff that we didn't see of of that moment. Maybe it was more personal. But from both of them, it was just like, okay. <laughs> I didn't learn anything there. I didn't see, like, any special connection there. I just felt like they were saying what they thought they were supposed to say. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think about that whole thing. I wish it would have taken a different turn. I feel like there's been all sorts of fake I love yous in this season so far with Greg getting down on one knee and now this and I feel like there was other ones. Oh yeah, Thomas's like weird, weird, you can't have fear without love moment. Yeah, that was, remember that? Remember those days? Anyways, (laughs) then we go into the night portion of the date. And we find out, actually, that Katie had a really hard time on this date because of her dad, which I completely understand, but also just forgot about it and didn't even think about it um, because weddings are hard for her. Like, a lot of people probably who have lost a parent, but specifically a dad because he can't, you know, walk her down the aisle and she was saying he can't even, like, give his blessing to someone who she's going to marry and... It brought up a lot of emotions for her and a lot of pain and that just broke my heart for her. From that, we find out more that Katie, well, Katie found out right after her dad, it was either right before, yeah, it was right before her dad passed away, that her dad wasn't her biological father. And I'm not going to lie, my jaw kind of like dropped a little bit. I wasn't expecting that. Katie, Katie has so much to her. And I feel like we just find out more and more, and this was a big one. And she said her mom kept it a secret, but her biological father wants to be in her life as a dad, but she's, she, like, doesn't know how she's supposed to build a relationship with someone that she knows nothing about while still mourning the passing of the, you know, her father, the person who raised her. I don't think fathers are necessarily blood. It's whoever takes on that role. So, she was saying every time she gets close with him, she's just reminded of her dad not being there and we learned a lot about Katie in this moment and this was a really serious thing and I just love how open she's being with her emotions and, like, telling these men these big parts of her life. Like, I feel like we don't see it all that often and maybe the people in the past don't have such a dynamic life experience, but... I just feel like every time she's just, and she's so strong about it and she does it so eloquently, but still being a human being about it. And I just, I really admire it and I really love it. All we really hear is Justin thanking her for sharing and he wants to know how he can support her and all the, he said all these lovely things, but we didn't get to know anything about him. Going into this one-on-one, I don't feel like I know Justin any better than when we, them before the one-on-one and usually in the one-on-one is when we like fall in love with these people even if it's not for Katie we're just like oh I love them and they don't it's not always even about having a a big story to tell because so far our one-on-ones have had really intense stories to connect over and all of that and it doesn't always need to be that that we look forward to connecting with these men on it's It's even just hearing about their past relationships or hearing about what they want in their relationship or hearing about their childhood or it can be positive stories too, but we didn't even get that. And I just wonder maybe if there isn't that much to him. And I'm sure there, I mean, there is, but I wish we would have heard more about him. And so many people want him to be the bachelor. And I mean, yeah, that's, but after this episode, I'm like, oh, there's no way he's going to because we know nothing about him. We don't have anything to root for. Sure, we think he's funny and we, he's handsome, of course. We just there's nothing to tie us to him. And then we have live music with Max. I love that song. It was, and it was a really cute moment. And they danced, and it was so cute. And she said this could definitely be love. But um, a little tea, very interesting information. The artist who was on this episode went on to Nick Vile's podcast, and he was basically saying that there's no way Justin's it. Like, you can tell when you are with, in the presence of a couple, whether or not they are in love or connected. And he was like, no, it's, it's not there. They're cute, but it's not there, (laughs) which I thought was fascinating. I was like, I want to know more. I want to, I want to hear from the musical guest that was with Blake and Katie. I would love I would love to hear about that. So then back at the house before the group date, we're just kind of hearing the men kind of talk about how Hunter is telling people about the top four. So apparently this is something that he's really talking about and everyone's just talking about how much a super fan he is, which like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. But that kind of bleeds into the group date, which we have next, which is with the drag queens, which was amazing two beautiful drag queens as Michael said I freaking love that man I just love him he just like you never know because you know even if someone is very accepting if they've never maybe been around someone who's in drag or if they've never experienced it in person they might be a little uncomfortable or they you know it's like you never know how they're gonna act and and Michael was just like two beautiful queens I was like yes yes Michael yes Michael the best god and blake was so funny blake blake is such a funny character he was just like i wasn't sure if i should be checking them out or not (laughs) i just love a guy who's so secure in like himself that this kind of a situation wouldn't make them uncomfortable you know and they said that no one can find a fake like a drag queen so they're so basically they're told that their task is to talk talk shit roast debate the men like each other which I love a roast. I love a roast because I think it it takes a skill to be able to roast because you you can't go you can't go too low. Like you you got to do it in a classy way, still out of love, but kind of I think that shows a real friendship sometimes. If you can roast each other, it's that's a true friendship, you know? I feel like I'd be able to roast my friends and they'd roast me back and we'd be like, "I love you." Like it'd be fine. But <laughs> And all I could think was, because their, their task is basically to talk shit, so all I could think was, this is Aaron's moment he's been waiting for, he's been doing this the whole season, Aaron's been roasting everyone, getting people kicked out left and right, creating villains left and right, which was so interesting, you guys, on my polls on Instagram when I asked you, because I thought I was alone in this, because I, I mean, I really like Aaron, like, I feel like I have a inner conflict with him because I think he can create villains. And I wasn't sure if I was the only one who saw this. The people he's picking on aren't like the Michaels, but it's almost like he's picking on the easy targets and he knows how to speak passionately about them to the other men. And so the other men then get on board and he just really knows how to get them kicked out of the house. And you guys all agreed. You guys all said he creates the villains. and that Well, more of you. I think it was like 80 or 90% of you said that versus having like a really good radar for bad people. So you guys, we're on the same line. We're on the same page with this one. So I'm like, so excited for this. I'm like ready to see the personalities, see them, see their, I think it shows friendship too, like how they can poke fun at each other. And Greg starts with a poem. (laughs) And it was, and that just kind of set the tone for everything. These guys are so nice. In this whole season, like I've said, they've really stuck to bro code. So, like, I was... I At first, I was like, come on. But then I was not shocked in the slightest. I was like, it's not going to change now. They have really stuck by each other. It's not going to start now. I don't think a lot of these men have a mean bone in their body. (laughs) Of course. Except for Aaron, Box Boy. And I think really those two. I mean, Trey had it in him too a little bit, but basically they all just went in on Hunter. feel like it was in poor taste and it just didn't make them look good. And maybe read the room a little bit. If, if no guys are wanting to speak and do anything remotely shady or anything, then maybe your digs shouldn't be so cruel. But they, that didn't stop them. And they brought up uh, Hunter's top four list. And, um, basically everyone was like, he's a try hard. And Hunter was like, I'm an honest man. And I think there's men here who would vouch for me. And do you know who did? Mike and Andrew. True men. True men. I feel like this, this, not this episode, well, true, but this group date really separated the boys from the men. And I think Katie saw that. And that's how we ended up with our situation later in the episode, which we will talk about. But base, then they were just like, you're a super fan. You're commenting on Bachelorette blogs and forums. And I'm just like, how do they know that? Producers, like, this is all hearsay. And that's what the drag queens were telling Katie later. Because Katie was, like, really concerned because she's like, I trust Hunter. I I like Hunter. and And she was surprised to learn how many men in the house had a problem with him. And I loved that the drag queens we're just like, it's all hearsay. Yeah. The best part to me was when Hunter, it was Hunter's time to roast them, to basically give it back to him after just taking it and taking it and taking it the whole time. And he had zero insults for the men. And he just addressed Katie and he kind of got emotional. He's like, Katie, I've seen what it takes to love someone. When I do find the woman I'll spend the rest of my life with, I'll not take her for granted. And I think that's you. And I think that was a great way to do it. And you could tell, like, sure, he's, like, trying to be tough and all this. But, like, I think it was getting to him. All these men ganging up on him. I just, I feel like he didn't deserve that. And sure, when, earlier in the episode, when the drag queen asked... I wish I knew their names. I should have written them down. But when one of the drag queens asked Hunter if he was in love with Katie, he was just like, I don't throw that word around. And then you can tell in the heat of the moment he kind of got swept up into it and he said, you know, I am falling for her, which I think saying falling for her and in love with her are two separate things on this show. So I, I don't, I don't think Hunter's a bad guy. Sure. Maybe he like didn't do the best with his words, but I don't think he's manipulative whatsoever. And I just, I don't think what happened to him was justified at all. And so at the night portion of the date, Katie just came in. I was like, damn, because she said, for some of you, our connection isn't enough and tonight is your chance to convince me otherwise. I was like, damn, Katie, tell them. I don't think we've heard that. Where she straight up, to the men's faces, said that. I thought she was going to say, some of our connections are amazing and some, I want to get to know some more of you. She's like, no, some of you, it's not cutting it, so step up. (laughs) It was awesome. And there was this really cute moment with Andrew he was joking about how he didn't break the whoa whoa <laughs> and they kiss and he was just like, There's no way anyone could kiss like us and I just really like Andrew. I like him more and more. The fact he like stepped up when Hunter was like getting attacked and like I said, I feel like it separated the boys from the men and Andrew was one of the men in in this scenario. And I feel like throughout this entire season he's just doing what he thinks is right and he's not following the house, which I really appreciate even with the Thomas thing and he's just he you can tell he really is there for Katie and he's not his opinions aren't just going to be fluid to match the rest of the house which I really like we see a moment with Greg and i really just feel like we're all on the edge with Greg and i feel like everyone who loves Greg and i don't not like Greg but you know i'm i'm a new i'm a newcomer on the on the Greg train so I'm still, like, hesitant, but I feel like there's people who really, really think he's it for her. And I I think it's his to lose, but I feel like something's gonna happen. And I feel like we all are just like, come on, Greg, like, get it together, patch those cracks up, just hold on, hold on, because his spiraling is really starting to show. And with his talk with Katie... He, well, he was talking about how he just kind of feels weird talking about their connection in front of the other guys. And then Katie was, like, asking him if he felt good because she feels like he's being hesitant or something, which I could totally see that. could totally see him holding back. And Greg said that it was so hard for him because he's falling for her at this point and it's really scary. And then he said sometimes he feel like he can't read her. Like, right then in that moment, he felt like he couldn't read her. And so she was just, I, oh, God which if you've ever been in that moment when someone's like, I can't read you, it's like, or if you've ever been in the moment where you can't read someone, ooh. Like, I understand why Greg would be spiraling. And Katie also has to keep a poker face. She's got all these other guys there. And I think Greg is just really not cut out for this environment, like, at all. And Katie was just like, you can ask me anything. I'll tell you the truth. Like, and he asked how she felt about us. And she was like I'm falling for you and it's scary and it's and it's exciting and it was it's it kind of solved the problem in the moment but I don't think that's going to be the end of it. I don't think so. I think he needs constant reassurance, which is understandable. Katie probably can't always be giving that to him or she can only say so much, right? She can only tell him I'm falling for you so many times before he's probably going to think, "Well, who else are you falling for?" And I I I think Greg is just going to is going to flee at the end. I think it's going to be too much for him. And I want to find out more. I think we get another one-on-one with him next week. I hope so. Because I want to find out about his past relationships. Because he said on his date with Katie that because of his dad's passing, that that has it's made him hard to to fully give himself to someone. And so I'm wondering if that's what we're seeing is like him holding back or him being afraid to fully go there with her. I don't know. And there's like this common theme throughout the entire episode where it's like an obvious that Greg is the front runner. Like in the beginning of the episode when Katie was talking to Tasha and Caitlin, they were like, and obviously Greg. And then the drag queens were even like, yeah, Greg, like every, it's, it's a thing. It's a known thing. And so it's so interesting to see the one person who should be the most confident and the most reassured i mean hunter even told him that he wouldn't be surprised if he got a second one-on-one before other guys got a one-on-one it's so interesting to see the one person who should be the most secure and like feel the most confident about the situation just isn't and i and i think i think it's because i think it's because of blake i really do i'm gonna stick to that one you guys i think it's because of blake but anyways, moving on, because other things happened at this night portion. Um, they kind of talk more about this Hunter thing. And I feel like Trey said it. He said he feels like Hunter has split intentions. He, he He's a super fan, but he also has real feelings for Katie. And I believe that, but Trey sees that as a problem. I don't think that's a problem because they were saying, oh, well, if you use strategy to get the girl, then that's not right. And it's like, I don't think that's... Fair at all just because you know how the show works doesn't mean you can't be affected by the show or you can't be manipulated by the producers or you can't like it doesn't mean you you've got it all figured out i don't think anyone knows what it's like until you're in that house i don't think i don't think that was fair and i also don't think the other men using time to talk about other men to katie to try and advance their connection is like going to work And that's a lot of the, it's a route that a lot of the guys took, the boys, not the men. Speaking of men, Blake, (laughs) they had a little moment together. I just love them together. And he was talking about how he was having a really hard time with the woe woe. Here's how I feel. I feel like Blake is the person who Katie should be with. And he's a logical pick. But I feel like Greg is the person that Katie wants to be with and it's not the logical pick. It's not the safe pick, but she's going for Greg because it's so different and you, or it's not different, but it's something she can't explain. She can explain Blake, but I feel like she can't explain Greg and she's really attracted to that. So I feel like, I almost feel like at the end, Greg's going to leave She's going to be heartbroken, but she's still going to end up with Blake. And Blake is just going to have to accept the fact that he was the second choice. Or that he was tied for first. Maybe, ooh, maybe Katie will be like, I want to continue to date both of you guys. Ooh, that would be interesting. I would love to see that, honestly. (laughs) That would be fascinating. And I feel like, so I feel like Katie would say that, and then Greg would be like, hell no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm out of here. And then she'll be heartbroken, and then she'll be with Greg, and then she'll be with Blake. Just all the theorizing, that's half of the fun of watching this show. And then, of course, the box guy talks about Hunter, Trey talks about Hunter, Aaron talks about Hunter. Everyone's talking about Hunter. And then Hunter and Katie finally talk to each other. And Katie says it's scary because it's more than one guy that's saying this. And what I thought was great was that he stayed calm. And not the calm that, uh, that what what was his name, Kyle, in the first episode? What was his name? Cody. Cody stayed calm, but he looked like he was hiding something within. And that's why I didn't trust him. But with Hunter, he stayed calm. And he didn't blame her, and he didn't, like, he understood why she would want to look into it. And he just was like, I don't know what else I can say to defend myself. And, like, I agree with him. I I don't know what more he could do at this point. And he even said he's trying his best to be an adult, but he can only handle his side of the street, I think he said. And that's what I'm saying. He is one of the men... And Aaron and all these other boys are boys, and so he's just like trying to handle it like an adult, and I think he did. And I feel like Hunter was an easy target, and it's not, it just wasn't fair. I feel like it was a last ditch effort for these few guys who just didn't have a connection to hold on and to like have a have. They they see it as like them having maybe Katie's back, and that's why Katie will keep them around. I don't know. He he just didn't want the drama, and he felt sorry and. All this. And I like that Michael stood up for Hunter in the group setting. And I think the fact that all the men don't agree is, like, a good sign. Because so far, most of the men have agreed on these villains. And a lot of them don't with Hunter. And I don't think... I don't think it's fair. And sure, Hunter has some, like, things that he says that are, like, not great. But, like, I don't think he's a bad guy at all. And then Katie started to actually wonder if she even knows Hunter but then I started wondering, what if she's just thinking that about all the men? Like, do I even know these guys? That would freak me out if I was Katie. And then she literally goes and throws up. And I would too. I would be so overwhelmed with the thought that you are putting so much on the line for these people who you might not even know. You are putting so much trust into them. For the, the smallest amount of time you're with them, and we all know people can put on a front or a persona or we all know we put our best foot forward but what's the other foot dragging behind what's the what baggage do you got you know I just like I felt that when she threw up I was like god you know that's like a level of stress and anxiety and like that your body just can't handle it and that just I think that goes to show how much of Katie how much Katie is in this this is so real for her and so she didn't hand out any of the roses tonight. Michael didn't didn't get any time. Mike P. didn't either, which sucked. I I always want to see more of them. I want to see more of Mike P., which I think we will next week. But hometowns are in two weeks, guys. Apparently. Apparently, hometowns are in two weeks. This season is flying by, but I feel like we still have a long way to go. So there's got to be something crazy that happens. So then we have Connor's one-on-one date. And we find out that they're kind of in the friend zone, or at least Katie kind of feels like she's in the friend zone because when they kiss, she doesn't feel a spark or passion. And ladies and gentlemen, this is called the ick. If you you have heard this term before and have a hard time understanding what the ick is, Katie and Connor's relationship is like exhibit A for the ick. There is something that you can't always explain sometimes you can't explain it but you can't always explain the ick it's something that just is in your gut and the person could be perfect but if you just get this feeling of it's i want to pull away from this kiss which we've seen her do that's the ick but we get a double date with jason and caitlyn i freaking love jason if you guys don't know who jason is he was on Jason Tartik. He was on Becca Kufrin's season, and he made it to, like, top five or something. He was from – he was living in Seattle when he was on the season. He was living in Belltown. I actually knew someone who, like, lived in the same apartment building as him and would see him all the time. But then he met Caitlin Bristow when, he, when she got out of her relationship with Sean Lowe. They did a podcast episode together and became friends – Fell in love, and then he moved to Nashville, so he's no longer a Seattle resident. But there's so few Seattle contestants that I feel like we, I like have a fech- I have a special bond to them, <laughs> and Jason's one of them. And basically, Katie tells him that she just wants to have one last kiss with him to see if there's a spark, to find out if there's a spark, maybe with more quality time. But I don't know, you guys, like, come on, I can't wait to do this poll. And to hear what you guys think. But if you don't have a spark with someone in the first month, do you think you're suddenly going to get it on like a random Tuesday? Probably not, right? Right? Just me. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Also, can I just say, Jason looks so good. Here I go talking about Jason again. <laughs> but I swear, Caitlin must have told him to chill On the hair gel. Because do you guys remember? Like people would call him the vampire. Which just went along with the Seattle theme. But he used to put so much gel in his hair. But he is. I couldn't see any gel. He's got the right product in that hair. And I was like. Yes Jason. He just looks so good. I was so happy for him. And like I followed them along on social media. But he just looked great on screen. Way better than he did on his season. (laughs) And I swear. In that moment. I was like. I swear men look better in relationships. (laughs) Not like. Not like I'm attracted to men in relationships. That's not what I'm saying. But I mean, like, women have a positive effect on men and their appearance. Because we tell you, get stop, hold off on the gel, hon. Please. Please. Hold off on the gel. So, Caitlin, Caitlin did something right. But Jason loved Connor. And they, like, had a little moment when they were grilling together. And... Caitlin and, um, Katie were having a moment together and she just loves everything about him. Ev- that's like the theme. Everyone loves everything about Connor. There's nothing not to love about Connor. And they even have like great, like chemistry together, but not physical chemistry, or it's not even, it's like literally just the spark isn't there. Caitlin then tells Katie, cause, cause Katie is pretty much saying like, I've never gone from the friend zone to outside the friend zone so she doesn't know if it's possible, but Caitlin tells Katie that her and Jason started off as friends, and then it grew into a romance, and like how amazing that can be, and she never thought that that was a thing until Jason, and I'm just like, ooh, okay, again, if you listen to the last podcast episode, do we ever assume we're the exception? Usually not, usually not, Uh, but, but Jason and Caitlin were, and I mean, I I mean, I've dated people who I've been friends with, and then there's suddenly a connection there. So I do think it's possible, but in an environment where you go into it with the intention of being romantic, and it not being there, I don't know if it can start. Like if you're friends in real life, and you're living life, and like, and you've never seen that person in that way, and then one day you see that person that way, I can believe that. But in this. In this environment, I don't think so. (laughs) Ugh. And, like, also, there's just, they're talking about it so much, and there's just so much build-up to this kiss that there's no way it can be a good kiss. There's way too much pressure. Honestly, this whole, I just love Connor this whole date. Just, like, made me sad, and I think it made her sad, and it made everyone sad, because we're like, we love Connor, we want to root for Connor. But... He asks what they have planned for the night date, and I'm just like, "You're not gonna have a night date. You're not gonna make it that far." And he tells her, her his feelings for her, and it, and they kiss, and it looks like she's into the kiss, but she might just be trying really hard, really hard to feel a spark. And I, like, all I was think, all I wanted to know after this whole thing was, does he feel a spark? Like I'm, I always wonder that are sparks one-sided? Can they be one-sided? Or does a spark happen when both people feel it and that's what causes the spark? Like friction, like, you know, you have to rub two, okay, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) But is it possible to have a one-sided spark? That's another question I'm going to ask you guys on Instagram because I wouldn't think so. And like, does he think that there is one and there hasn't been? Maybe that's why he's trying so hard and like throughout the season with his kisses is because he's trying to like make the spark happen. And honestly, later in the night, I feel like he knew it was coming. And so Connor was getting ready for the night portion and Katie shows up in her sweatshirt and jeans. She's crying. And the best, just like not the best part, but like what so well represented him is the second he opened the door, he just looked so concerned that she was sad but it wasn't even that he was worried that he was going home. I feel like if it was someone else, they'd be like, what, 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 like freaking out. But it was more just like, are you okay? That was kind of how he reacted, which was so sweet. And he like comforts her. And Katie tries to like get the words out and tell him that, you know, he's going home or what. however she was going to say it. And he just comforts her and like, he was like, I know where this is going and it's okay. And she couldn't even look at him. And he just hugged her and comforted her. And he was even wiping her tears away. Like what an angel human being. And like, she really wanted it to be him. And like, that was the most heartbreaking thing because of how she felt when they first met. And that's what is so interesting here is that in the beginning, it was like, oh yeah, Connor, without a doubt. Like I remember saying Greg's going to leave and she's going to stay with Connor. Like Connor was, was one or two, like top one or top two. And I was just so convinced it was Connor because I felt like there was chemistry on that first night. Remember they were making out and I swear they were like going to just do the deed right there. And I don't know if it was the cat costume. (laughs) I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but it makes sense though, because we didn't really see it like Like, that we didn't see that spark ever since. But I wonder if he went on the first one-on-one, if there would be a spark there. I don't know. I feel like, on paper, he seems like someone who's perfect for Katie. And he even said that. He checked... She even said that. He checks all of the boxes for her. But I feel like Katie, she needs someone with more of, like, a dominant personality or, like, a dominant presence. Uh, but but Greg doesn't have that. I don't know what it is. I'm really trying to figure it out, you guys. But just two people sometimes it doesn't it doesn't work. And he you know asked he asked her what happened, and I was shocked and amazed and very impressed that she was honest with him. And she said that when they kiss, there's just something missing, but everything else is there. And that's gotta suck to hear because you can't change that like you can't oh and like also to hear you're a bad kisser and he might not even be a bad kisser it's just there's nothing there you know you've kissed people who they're not a bad kisser but there's just no spark there right so oh but he cried and he was just saying it was all worth it and I don't know he just still put her first in that whole thing and that's what made her just made it so hard for her and in his confessionals before he left, he was just like, how bad? Well, he was like, how heartbreaking to know it was there. And then just something happened and it wasn't. Oh, that like gives me a pit in my stomach to think about. I feel so bad. But he was like, how bad of a kisser am I? <laughs> and when Connor went to go tell the men, they all looked so shocked and just hugging him. Michael gave him a kiss on the cheek and Trey was crying. They were all crying and it they were all saying how heartbroken this was, and they all just love him. And, like, it was really insane. Like, I feel like we never see that. And I love the bromances. I know I say, like, sometimes it can get annoying, but, like, this was so sweet, and I just think it's so sweet to see men have close relationships like this. And I think it was a shock because I think everyone thought Connor was, was in it for a while. And, they hadn't seen someone go home yet. And so this was a shock, I think, because they were like, we don't know where she's at, which is also why I think Greg can't read her because I think he thought it was him and Connor till the end. It was so, it was honestly like the exit felt like a total bachelor setup because in the car and on the mat, like everything, it felt like how they usually set up the next bachelor, but I really don't think Connor is the next bachelor. I don't. I think Connor is way too good of a person to be the next Bachelor. If I'm being honest, so Katie's crying in a room and she's clearly really upset because she was saying that he checks off all these boxes, and that's what makes it so hard. And just missing that one thing you can't control. And then she hears music outside. She goes to see what it is, and it's Blake. It's our boy Blake. And he was play. He had like a boombox. What's that? It's from a movie. That scene in the movie when he holds up the boombox outside her window. I don't know. This is embarrassing. But anyways, he's playing the song from their date, which was really cute. Also, I don't think they probably could have had the rights to any other song that quickly, so it makes sense. But he just figured she, she could use some cheering up. And it was completely unexpected. He told her that he saw Connor come back and all the men were really upset and all that. And Connor, I think, told the boys that Katie was really upset. So, Blake just wanted to go see her and talk to her, which was so sweet. And I don't know about you guys, but in this conversation, I loved that she felt like she could talk to Blake about her being upset about, like, it just felt like a very normal, real relationship. And, like, I like that she feels comfortable enough to just, like, talk about her Feelings and that she's upset and that it's about another man and Blake is just secure enough to sit there and listen to her and support her and comfort her. It just felt really great. I don't know and it it didn't feel forced and he didn't make it about him and I mean sure he made it about him by him choosing to come there and, and comfort her but I don't know they just like went at it they were just making out in the hallway on the patio on everywhere. And i'm like now that's a spark sorry connor i'm sorry connor but that's a spark that's what she was looking for i literally bet blake showed up and her chemistry with blake was so insane that she just it just made it so blaringly obvious that there wasn't a connection with connor i bet you that's what it was because it's clearly there between them and i just love them i know I think a lot of you guys really like him, too. When I did the poll, a lot of you, I don't know if it's that you like him, but you really think that it's going to be them in the end, which I agree. I hope so. I really hope so. Of course, we're only seeing so much of it, but I hope so. She just had no idea how romantic he could be and me neither. He said he feels like Katie's going to be his fiance. And I was like, me too, like I feel that, too. I feel it. We then have the rose ceremony and she walked in. And said, time really isn't going to make a difference. <laughs> I owe it to myself to be intentional with that and what I do with my time going forward so there's no cocktail party. Ooh. And some, some of the men didn't get time with her. because But she knew exactly what she wanted to do. And I like this. I like this a lot because I've always felt like in the show, I wish that there was a point where they would just cut the fat and focus on the men that they actually like and maybe go on more than just a second date like maybe go on multiple dates or just spend more time with the actual guys and not necessarily send someone home every week I'm sure she's still going to send someone home every week and I'm sure certain men aren't going to get another date but like I don't know I just I really appreciated it because there's at at a certain point it's got to be like I can't I can't fake this anymore and and there was drama and I think she was just over it and I think I don't think Katie can fake a connection or like I don't I don't think Katie can stay interested in getting to know someone after a certain point if it's just not there which I completely respect so I really liked it a lot of people thought it was weird that she came in and said this because it's usually like a Chris Harrison thing to do but I liked it I don't know I thought it was like very bold that she could just go in there and say i don't like some of you and you're going home basically <laughs> i don't know i kind of liked it but there was only six roses the men pointed out and she asked to go talk to hunter to ask for clarity but i i the thing is with hunter is i think i don't think he got sent home because of the drama necessarily. I think it was just the tipping point because I think she knew it wasn't going to be him in the end anyways. Like there was no point in keeping him around. So this was just his time. I don't think it had to do with the drama. I think she knows he's a good guy and and all of that. But okay, but then at the same time, Brenton? Like <laughs> I think <laughs> I I honestly think everyone had the same reaction. It was like, "What?" Wait, what? I'm sorry. Who? What? Brendan? And I don't know if... (laughs) I feel like she couldn't just have five roses because then the next week would be hometowns, right? So I think she had to have six and I think she knew that Hunter's heart was really in it so she didn't want to leave him, like, lead him on anymore. And I think Brendan is unproblematic. I bet you he's sweet. He's kind, but... I think she needed someone who would be an easy send home in the next week. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, because you have to get rid of someone, right? So, I think he's an easy person to get rid of when next week is going to be really hard going into hometowns. Is that messed up to say? Do you guys, you guys, because why? We, uh, like, why? Out of all the men that she could have kept, why Brendan? (laughs) I mean I understand like at least maybe Trey I don't know we just have literally seen nothing about Brendan Um, which I'm sure he's going home next week or just plot twist no no (laughs) I was gonna say plot twist she ends up with Brendan no there's just there's no way that's just the show doesn't do that (laughs) ever and I don't think they're gonna start changing it now you know but when the men left, so basically now who do we have? We have Andrew, Greg, Michael, Mike, and Brendan. Am I forgetting someone? Oh, and, um. oh God, he had the date. Justin and Justin. So that's a pretty solid six. And I think next week, Mike P... Is going to finally get a date, which we see in the preview. Um, I think he's such a good guy. I just don't think he's for Katie. And I think he gets sent home on the date is my guess. But I'm excited. I hope we at least learn a little bit more about Mike P. I feel like I would really like him. And I think, she, I think he's a really great guy. And that's why she's kept him this long. And I think Brendan might self-eliminate or I think, I don't think he's just going to go out quietly and we never hear from him again. Like, I think there's going to be something that happens with him. Um, yeah. So, oh, but when, what I did appreciate, but I also thought was interesting is that when Trey was leaving, which he was, his exit was super sweet. And I just think he's such a sweet guy. But when he was leaving, he seemed to really regret his actions. He's like, looking back, I could have talked about me instead of, hunter or the men and I was like yeah hindsight's twenty twenty, bud but um I just think that's so real like I think people get so swept up in the show and so swept up in everything and then the second it's over it's like oh maybe I shouldn't have done that or maybe maybe I got maybe they got to me maybe the producers got to me you know so that was too bad but I think we see quite a few of them in Paradise. I think it got announced that pretty much all the men that, are, that left are going to be in Paradise, which I'm pumped about, which I knew was coming because when they announced the Bachelor in Paradise cast, it was like all, almost all women. There was barely any men. So I knew that there was good. And I still think there's going to be more from this season. I bet you Mike P and Brendan will go on this date. And then I think the rest are going to be... So let's talk about who we think the final four are going to be, because isn't four hometowns? Now, I think it'll be Blake, Greg, Andrew, and I want to say, I want to say it's going to be Michael, but I think Michael's going to go home because of his kid. I just don't know when. And I don't think I think it might be next week, oh God. I don't know. But then, so then I think it'll be um, Justin, and maybe what could happen is maybe there's only three hometowns, and then there's Fantasy Suites, but I think it's going to come down to Blake and Greg, if Greg doesn't flee before then. Oof. You guys, I'm so I'm so I have not seen any spoilers and I'm so looking forward to the rest of the season. I just feel like it's been such a good one. And Katie's been such a good lead. I'm really enjoying it. And I honestly haven't even I mean the dates have kind of sucked, but I haven't really noticed that much that it's a COVID season. I'm not sure if uh Michelle's season will be a COVID season, which by the way, we found out that Sorry, my voice is so rough. I really I really need some water after this recap. But we found out that Katie, not Katie, Caitlin and Tasha are going to be doing this role or hosting, whatever you want to call it, for Michelle's season, which I quite like it, so I'm not mad about it. But I wonder what they're going to do for the next Bachelor season. Like, are they going to do two men? Which I think it comes in handy when it's like, this is the experience that I have. And they can kind of give some wisdom. And if there are success stories. But I don't. I'm trying to think what bachelor has a success story? <laughs> they lately. Well, I guess you could say that Matt, James, and Rachel are together. But I still think it's too early to call it a success story, personally. But, um. I mean, all the men that have been bachelors, for the most part, I think are with women that weren't on the show. Oh, I guess, I guess Ari, Ari and Lauren, but you know, I don't really want to see Ari as the host, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. He, He's not for me. I guess Wells Adam. I would love Wells, Wells Adams, because he's dating Sarah Highland, but, and she's not from the show, but... He was also never a bachelor, but he's just, he has that hosting quality. He was a host before the show. So I can see Wells doing it. Who would you guys want to see doing it? I think people would want Nick Vile, but he, his relationship is not from the show. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. It'll be interesting to see, but I think I'm going to wrap up the recap here. I got to go finish some work. But I hope you enjoyed this recap. I can't wait to hear what you guys thought of this episode and who you think is going to be the final four, who you think she's going to end up with, who do you think is going to be the next Bachelor. That's what I'm, you know, really starting to think about. And I know for sure, well, I don't know anything for sure. I don't know Jack's shit. But I know, I just have a feeling that it's not going to be Justin because we just don't know anything about him yet. But I think he might show up to Paradise and I feel like he would be... a a hot commodity on the beaches of paradise, you know? All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to listen to any past advice episodes or our future advice episodes that will be coming out. Did you hear my stomach growl? Okay. Your girl's got to go. Thank you for listening, you guys, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.